to Ben Stokes. He should be taken. It is taken. And after some fun from Wazim and Ralph, England wrap it up. Could be out this time. As Good morning and welcome into the show. It is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Morena Kempe, how's the far north, mate? Looking pretty blue behind you, brother. Oh, Morena, Rick Dog here, mate. Uh, it has been absolutely sensational weather-wise up here. Nice and hot. It is the winter of north, finally, uh, in the middle of November. And, uh, mate, yeah, it's, uh, it's warm. Uh, there's not much wind, and I guess there'll be a lot of blokes heading out on their boats today to see if there's uh, ngāika, some fish in the water out there in the moana. Um, this morning, but beautiful day. Another beautiful day up here in Kirikiri, mate. Um, still got a little bit of a sniffly nose, and uh, had a listen to your show last week with Mark Richardson, and good to be good to be back with the boys. Finn there in the kitchen. He looks like he's just woken up. Get up there, brother. Come on the breakers, and Rob Dog, of course, with the cricket. Um, man, what a what a trip that's been, Rick, to get us this far, so, you know, to the to the semi-finals on all day um, on Thursday, Friday. It was a talk whether or not they could get uh, get through, and then if they do get through, if they can get past India. So I'm looking forward to talking about that this morning. Yeah, 100 percent, mate, because that was that was the big talk. It wasn't so much about whether or not the Black Caps could beat uh, the Sri Lankans. It was about whether or not there'd actually be any play, because all the forecasts was saying. Uh, was for um, that part of India was it was going to be the wettest day in November for eight years. So yeah, a little bit, little bit like the Tuesday, uh, first Tuesday in November with the with the with the Melbourne Cup, wasn't it? The rain, rain didn't come. So um, I, look, it's it's an interesting one. Like, and I know that Rob's sitting there, and you guys have been probably talking about the cricket all morning, but it it's sort of interesting thinking about the strategy going in against the red hot India. Um, and the, the two hats that both teams wear, one full of confidence, India, or are they anxious about the Black Caps because the Black Caps seem to be the only team that can can compete against them? And on the other hand, nothing to lose from the Black Caps, you know, sitting there in that fourth position. They go in, they knock the Indians out, and then all of a sudden they get the, that confidence going into the final. So it, it uh, mate, you'd be hoping that they fill the stadiums out with India in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd say so, mate. It, uh, the other thing is to Ruchin Ravindra. What an absolute superstar we've unveiled in that bloke. Three centuries at this World Cup. The first New Zealander ever to score three centuries at a Cricket World Cup. Well, the, you know, the the conversation about uh, Ravindra when he was 
sort of plane coming through the grades as a kid and everyone sort of knew about him and then finally getting the crack in the black caps. Talk about a guy that's um, taken his opportunity with both hands, mm. you know, at a, at on the biggest stage. Like, can you imagine being his manager at the moment? You know, talking about, well, where are we going? Where are we going with this guy? Um, so, you know, the best thing uh, that would happen for him, not only at this World Cup, but is his future in cricket looks well and truly cemented uh, with that batting performance that he's been putting on. Well, you've got to think he's about he's going to get paid shortly too, isn't he? Um, with the IPL, I mean, that, you know... You well, think that's exactly ab- what I'm talking about, yeah. You like think the IPL, What do you reckon he's worth? You know, and I know, that, Robbie, what do you reckon he's... You know he's coming to the he's coming to the the Black Caps. He's relatively known to people in the cricket game in New Zealand, but no one else. And then if you're a IPL contractor and you're looking for someone to set some something alight, this kid Ravindra jumps out at, at, at you at the World Cup. What's his contract look like? Oh, it's an excellent question. I, I'm gonna be, I'm not I'm gonna be careful and not put a number on it. Um, but we, but yeah, we've we've also got to be um, be careful because a, a similar thing happened with Kyle Jamison, um, and he really just jumped out of the gates and looked really good. He was offered this amazing IPL contract, and he was quite disappointing. And they were like, "Why did we spend so much on him?" Um, admittedly, that was you know he was really good in the test game, so the IPL was like. Let's let's snap him up. Surely he'll be great in T Twenty, and then he wasn't. He wasn't as good. Um, Ravindra is obviously showing that he's good enough in ODIs, but it is still a different format of the game in T Twenty. So, you know, I, I I'm just a yeah, bit, a tiny bit apprehensive, but but yeah, for sure, I'm, I I wouldn't be surprised if um, a club uh, snaps him up for a decent amount at least. Yeah, well, just looking, oh, mi- million plus. Yeah, I'm looking Rick, at million the, plus at the top twenty paid IPL players in 2023, and Sam Curran, who's not exactly a household name, is top of the list. He's an English all rounder. I think he actually played a, fa- uh, a fair bit in Auckland. He played a season in Auckland, I think, when he was a young fella. Uh, he's been signed to the Punjab Kings for the last season for 2.26 million. Uh, was what he was signed for. So he's the top. Then Cameron Green second, 2.14. Kale Rahul at 2 million. And then Ben Stokes, 1.98. So I reckon, you know, if you go down, the 20th highest paid players on 1.45 million. So I reckon anywhere around there, he'd be be pretty happy. And and I think think it's a bargain. You know, like I think you've got some really smart judges um, through that IPL looking at Ravindra and going... You know, this isn't a punt. This is a guy that's just going to continually um, grow in all forms of cricket um, and the confidence that he's going to get. We get we, it's probably like, I'll, I'll put it to you, it's probably like signing Roger Tuivasa-Shek as a schoolboy. Mm. You know, we, we went to that schoolboy tournament in 2010 out at um, Bruce Pullman Park in Sydney City sitting, uh, sitting there, and they offer him 100 grand. You know, and the Warriors have got a $20,000 contract for him, and they're saying, well, he's just a schoolboy. When you think about it, 100 grand was cheap, wasn't it? Yeah, 100 grand was real cheap. You know, so if you're paying him, if, if the top batter is paid 2.4 million and Ravindra is a million, say, but becomes the top batter um, in a couple of years' time and they've signed him to a you know, five year deal for a million dollars, he becomes a cheap buy. It does become a cheap was a really good point, actually, Kempe. And, uh, you know, we actually was trying to track down. There's a guy uh, who is part of the cricket setup. Well, he's actually one of the senior uh, 
coaches now uh, with Wellington Cricket with their, their infrastructure and uh, he was a guy called Mark Borthwick and he was uh, Rajan Ravindra's uh, coach at schoolboy level right the way through the grade so I reached out to him, haven't heard back from him yet, hoping to uh, manage well, to get him, get on, him at, on at, at some point and, and, and have a chat uh, about what he saw uh, from him and actually coming up on the show uh, going to talk boxing uh, after seven as well because big news yesterday Kempi that uh, came out Looks like the December 23rd in Saudi was originally going to be the fight that saw uh, Alexander Usyk and Tyson Fury go head-to-head to sort of put all four belts on the line. Uh, but that has been pushed back to February now because of Fury's fight with Ngannou, I think, being a bit tougher than Fury anticipated. So uh, they are looking at other options, and it's been tabled that the other options, it's going to be a co- uh, co-main event. Anthony Joshua versus Otto Wallen, um, who's the, one of the big European boys, uh, and the other, Deontay Wilder and Joe Parker. Yeah, yeah, look, and you know, the interesting news here is that uh, Tyson Fury, after getting put on his backside by um, Nagano, has decided that he's not ready to fight Usyk and and extended his, uh, his preparation time. So, I and I think, after reading all the articles about that, Rick, I think it's actually his manager saying, mate, this is it. Like, you're in no shape to fight Usyk. If you don't get your bum into gear, you're going to lose all your title, you're going to lose all your all your prestige, and you're going to lose it on the biggest stage. We need to get you ready. And and like good managers do, Rick, another opportunity pokes his head up out of the sand, doesn't it? And you've got Anthony Joshua and, of course, Dante Wilder and our man Joe Parker being put in the ladder. Um, up against Dante Wilder. I think that's a fantastic fight. I think when you look at it, both guys looking to rebuild their career, um, Wilder, after he can't, can't get past uh, Tyson Fury, coming back, needs a knockout. And Joe Parker, mate, if he gets uh, Deontay Wilder, um, you know, for me, I think that's a long shot because of the, the height and reach um, in boxing, as you know, which is really critical. But if he can do it, Joe Parker, man, his, his life is about to change again. So I hope he gets it. Saudi Saudi Arabia on Christmas Day, how good? How good, Up mate. there for Joe Parker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that would be fantastic if that happens. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting because, I mean, if you are Tyson Fury's manager, I mean, and I, I think this is everything has been leading to this for the last couple of years. The problem for them is Anthony Joshua, right? So I think Tyson Fury wants to fight Anthony Joshua because they just know how big a payday that will be, particularly in Britain, right? That Mm. is the money, money payday. Like, Usyk, yeah, great for the belts, but from a a height point of view, it's all about Joshua versus Fury. That's what they've wanted for three years, and then AJ keeps losing fights. So it doesn't Mm. make sense. So they need AJ to win a few. And I think Tyson's holding on for that so they can make that fight happen and get paid. And they, they, I think that's the that's where they're at at the moment. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, Anson Wainwright uh, from Ring Magazine uh, just messaged me. He's in Uzbekistan at the moment. Uh, hopefully he can come on, on with us after 7 and talk about these matchups, which would be uh, absolutely fantastic because, uh, yeah, th- those are some big fights. And, you know, we've had uh, somebody, who is it here? Uh, Charlie has texted through, said, Wilder and one. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, Wilder's been found out a few times. He doesn't go. T- he doesn't tend to go well against guys who come forward and guys who can actually box. Mm, yeah, he th- he throws the big um, knockout pills all the time, doesn't he? You know, like you watch all his highlight reels. And I, I, for me, I just think when you when you're talking about fights, 
it is really intriguing that they've you know they've selected these boxes. I think you know you've got to throw Ruiz in there. He's a, he's another um, boxer with a chance to get into the big stage. But you've got you know a good card of of fighters. That that conversation that you have about Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, the problem it is uh, with it if you if you're following boxing, is that every year it becomes more unlikely. And then every year that goes past, it starts to become a gimmick because you're missing their prime. And I think that's where you're at with these two boxers at the moment. You've got one on the cusp of retiring in Tyson Fury, and you've got another one in, in Anthony Joshua that's thinking about maybe this is it. Do I give it one more crack? And, you know, if they don't get this off the ground, I reckon sooner rather than later, it will become a bit of a gimmick because you're not going to see them at their best. No, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, and how often have we seen that too? Uh, Pacquiao versus Mayweather, you know, that that mm. was a fight that I don't think either of them really wanted, and so they were both putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, and then and then yeah, you got what happened. So, uh, but it's an interesting one. We'll get Anton Wainwright's thoughts on that after seven o'clock. After eight o'clock, we'll talk Premier League football and the Phoenix with uh, Jacob Spoonley. Uh, the men's team still unbeaten after four games, two wins, two draws. Good start to the season for them. Uh, the top four teams in the A League all on eight points. The women won again yesterday, three wins on the trot. They currently sit second. Good. Fantastic from them. And the EPL... Are they a threat? Oh, yeah, they're definitely Rick. a threat. The way they're playing, the way they are playing, they are a threat, mate. They, I mean, they've... Uh, they, the, the top team in that league, in that women's league, is Melbourne City. They lost 4-0 and 4-1 to them, I think, last season. They played them first game this season, lost 1-0 in a really tight game, and then they've won the next three. So that mm. would suggest to me they're there or thereabouts. And... And of course, the team they beat on the weekend was last year's grand finalist. So, yep. you know, that's a that's not that long ago. And the way that they'd done it so emphatically with a three-one win, um, they're riding they're riding a crest of a wave at the moment. And you know, the the ladies' team at the Phoenix and some of the goals when you look at them through the beginning of the season, playing down there, at, obviously put it at uh, Jerry Collins Park. There, I've been. That's actually a league ground as well. That's where a lot of the leagues played. Um, a really nice little boutique stadium, um, very, very well put together, and 1,700 people. Mate, I reckon you won't, if they continue winning, you won't get a seat in it. Yeah, yeah, well, mate, it looked reasonably packed yesterday. It's a stadium on one side, that's where the cameras are, so hard to tell, but there were some uh, people that I follow on Twitter who were there taking photos at the grandstand, looked packed, which was great news. So uh, Jacob Spooning's coming on after eight. We'll talk that with him. We'll also talk English Premier League with him. Uh, we're about to go into an international break, but we have one game that is currently live between Chelsea and Manchester City, just about halftime. That one, two all. Uh, at the moment, so we'll catch up with Jacob on that last round of EPL as well. Uh, the uh, New Zealand team are involved in the international window. They play Greece and the Republic of Ireland, so we'll touch base on all of that stuff uh, with Spoons after 8 o'clock as well. Let's do Who Am I? And uh, Kempi, we put Rob Dog in charge of Who Am I? this time round. So uh, here is the clue for our no one, one will get it. Our $100 <laughs> Adidas golf voucher. Get away with Adidas golf. Visit adidas.co.nz. Get away with golf. T's and C's apply. Clue number one. I was born in Rotorua, the youngest of seven. I was born in Rotorua, the youngest of seven. Double eight, double three. If you know the answer, double eight, double three. And an Adidas golf voucher could be all yours. Got it. You got it? Oh, Kempi knows it. All right. Well, that's all right. Uh, Rob, we'll, we'll, put, we'll put you back to the back of the queue. Obviously, Kempi's got it this early. 
Hey, not up to much. <laughs> not up to much. Like, let's do this. Simply the best, Ken Pete. What was your simply the best from the weekend, mate? Well, I, I didn't actually go into my T, TAB account when I should have and picked a couple of dead sets on the weekend. Um, obviously, Rickerton kicked off on Saturday, and if you're in that punters club down there, you've had a day to remember because they've gone and made plenty um, leading into, uh, obviously, Addington tomorrow and then the big day on Saturday down in Rickerton Park coming up, but... When you look at this horse, Imperatriz, you start to think of the great horses, Farlap, Black Caviar, and of course Winks, but have a listen to this. Front page joined by Imperatrice at the 200 metres. Buenas Noches and in secret trying to chase down Imperatrice at the 150. Imperatrice in front. Buenas Noches coming at her. But it's Imperatrice. She digs in. She's a neck in front. Another start turn from a brilliant man. Imperatrice from Buenas Noches in secret. Fourth in the race was Espiona from Bella Nipatina. Then same I'll talk a little bit about this in Love Racing, Rick Dog, but $6 million in the last three weeks. You know what I mean? Um, is that what you get? You, what you're being paid? <laughs> oh, I, te- I, I said to a mate when he said Imperatriz does it again, and he texted me, and I said, "Wouldn't it be nice?" Because if you're a horse owner and you're in the racing game, all you dream of is having a horse like that. You know, the great Winks. I remember my my very first bet on Winks. I was down the Hawks Bay with Alan Sharrick. And, and Alan's got some horses in the Hawks Bay races down there. And we say, all right, let's 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 have a bet. And we anchor, um, oh, sorry, we put this horse in it, this multi right at the end called Winks. It was the first time it won an Aussie. And he goes, apparently this horse goes all right. Well, what a judge. We got paid. We got paid plenty that day. Um, but I'm starting to think that in Peritres, she'll head up to Ascot, no doubt, this year, um, uh, next year. But I, I dare say... She she's just continually winning them. Probably the best sprinter that we've seen down here for a while, and has got to get named best sprinter. So um, I'm looking forward to following Imperatrice. Just so impressive on the weekend for Opie. All right, that's simply the best from Kempi. You want my simply the best Kempi? What you got, Rick? I got a bloke, and you may not have heard of him, uh, but he has burst on to the scene in the UFC. His name is Benoit Saint Denis. Yesterday, he took on Matt the Steamroller Frivola in the UFC 295 at Madison Square Garden and did this. First round KO over a guy unbeaten in two years. It was impressive, mate. The guy has uh, done so much. He's ex-French Special Forces. He's been awarded two service distinction medals in France for his time in the armed forces. He is uh, retired now from that and is a pro fighter. But he was, they were in a grapple. Frivola was trying to take him down. He managed to get out of the takedown from the cage. And as they broke, he just through this left foot spin kick that caught Frivola right on the temple and dropped him. And uh, yep. absolutely superb performance. And uh, what was a great UFC card yesterday.
Yep, yep. I saw. I, I haven't seen been able to uh, watch the replay on that one, Rick. But uh, I hear you know when you when you go into a, a fight, you're two two years into um, an undefeated f- fighting record, and to get knocked out like that in the first round, you've got to take notice. Yep. I, I, I dare say you've got to take notice of this kid. So. Um, yeah, I look forward to watching him fight. You know, there's a, bit, a number of big um, upsets on that card too. I see too, Rick Dog, that someone's got plenty of money in their TAB account. Coffee's on you this morning, no doubt. Yeah, mate, coffees will be on me for sure, mate. I I, I, I actually managed to get on the two co-mains. It was paying $7.50 for both to finish in a knockout, which, wow. I, thought, which I thought was great money. So I, ch- I, I jumped on it, and obviously it came in, so... Uh, that paid. I also had uh, money on a few other fights. Jessica Andrade, who's an absolute machine, was the outsider, um, paying uh, two eighty-five, I think it was. And I got, I, I jumped on her. She won by uh, knockout in the second round of her fight as well. So yeah, I, I did a ride on the UFC yesterday, mate. It paid me, so that's all right. Thanks, thanks for sharing. Hey, that's all right, mate. <laughs> I, th- I think I put twenty bucks in and pulled about three hundred out. So you got to be, you got to be happy with that. Got to <laughs> be happy. with How that. good. Anyone else out there, Double eight, double three. got any uh, tipping stories from the weekend where you got paid because it's been a hell of a week, starting with the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday and uh, Imperatory is getting up Saturday and Rick Dog getting paid yesterday with UFC. Yeah, indeed. And now you need a new mobile plan? Visit Kogan Mobile. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring.